At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk Lorehammer bonus episode, Necromunity. Oh my lord. It's been a while. Oh my lord. It's been a while. Yeah. Welcome back to the Underhive. I got some dirty boys down here. Scum ridden <laughs> filth miners. <laughs> but today... <laughs> Uh, I've been already eating corpse starch, so I'm ready to go. I've been skimming scum off the top of the pond, and I've been living great. And today, I'm going to raise <laughs> up these scummy boys to the title of Grim Dark Attack. As we, oh, all right, <laughs> as we design a hive city for Necromune. Who have I got with oh. me? Very cool. Hey, I'm Mark from real life and you'll know me from other places maybe it's the grocery store perhaps you've run into me my name's troy mcclure <laughs> troy mcclure you may see me in such films the biggest name we've ever had the last oh. is that bigger than uh kermit the frog or <laughs> like we've had some Oh, fair enough fair enough i can't even keep that up uh i'm yeah. eric i'm from lorehammer <laughs> Also, I'm from real life. I That's us. Um, I believe that. One of us. One of us. I'm Paul, and I'm, I'm not from real life. I'm purely internet-based, or just a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Just a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to is there that. only one, Bob? Well, there's a, there is. thankfully there's only one like ours, and yeah, yeah, me and Bob have worked very closely together working on the Necromunity, um, when I say worked close together, I have stood very closely next to Bob whilst we sweated and toiled over the whole project, <laughs> and we're now in month seven, which is gassed. Yeah, crazy. But, That's crazy. Uh, yeah, we haven't. It's a crazy amount of time has passed. I can't believe it's been seven months. Um, yeah, we, we we haven't. Done it's become such an ingrained part of my life now that um, I I just just there now. It just is. We haven't done <laughs> these though in a while. So how about we like That's kind true. of go over what what's been happening, man? What's been happening in the hive? Well, up to now. Um, tell you a little story all about how this planet got flipped, turned upside down. It's, um, like the community just sit right there. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, Will Smith is the man that we can nowadays. So, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got a planet all lined out. We've, um, I think we've even started to look at like little details about how, how quickly the planet rotates. Um, 
big it is. But it's um, basically the bare bones. We have a pretty much tidally locked planet um, with an incredibly slow rotation. And look at that, 100 Terran years for one full cycle. Um, so it, what it gives us is this real, these environments of hot and cold. Uh, so one side of the planet is just blasted with heat and the other side is freezing cold, facing away from the planet. Um, we managed to sort of decide upon um, sort of a bit of a history just to sort of set the scene a little bit, give a little bit of flavor. Um, we decided that the cities are moving. Uh, not only are these cities, the hive cities on this planet moving, um, they're sort of a, a ragtag sort of smushed together of whatever they had when the uh, when the founders of this planet first landed all those millennia ago. So uh, we really sort of want to keep up that aesthetic of different cities. That although they move, they are all quite quite unique. So they're different. It depends on sort of what that little group managed to cobble together at that moment in time. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty wild at the moment. There's been some very cool ideas. We did a bit of flora and fauna. We had some, oh my god, some of the stuff that's been coming out of the community just blows my mind every time I look at it. They're like, hey, how about we have this bug? And I'm like, a bug? Sounds stupid. And I read about it, I read about it it's the most interesting thing I've seen all week. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't the cover is what I'm saying. Um, or a bug by its shell. It's true that. <laughs> Discord member by their first sentence. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, one really fun seeing people kind of work together on this. And Bob, you've been a massive kind of driving force. We've got a little team which is expanded kind of gradually. I know Andy's been helping uh -huh. out with the kind of scientific side because he's big brain. Uh, Juniper, <laughs> I've seen he's been doing some story writing and stuff. We oh, actually have yes. a new editor. As well, editor in chief, Mister Mister Eric from Lorehammer. He probably forgot. What's saying that? He probably forgot saying. Who's he? Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing him say that even. So you got verbal confirmation with me. Yeah, right. So the team's coming together. So what I thought. The team's all there. The team's all there. So we're the world's shittiest Avengers. I did think as we were all putting on our spandex and our. <laughs> what if a bunch of people on a Lorehammer Discord don't know how to socially get together? Hmm, I know, it seems far-fetched and a wild thing, but I thought... Hey, look, I've lost the ability to socialize with people in quarantine, too, so it's a skill we all gotta relearn together. For sure, We don't right? do. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty happy. in a kind of subject like this where... You know, you're trading ideas. We want to all work together. Some people can be real sensitive and soft, Bob. But we can all kind of get together and hash out a unique idea. So me and my band of Grim Darkitects are going to design a hive city from the very bones upwards, from the sludge to the spires. We're going to knock it all together see how we feel by it, uh, and kind of just show you how fun it can be. So. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I like that. Yeah. I so am, we, uh, we know a little bit about the world, like you said, like the world is hot and cold and these hive uh -huh. cities travel around. Yeah. Okay. So 
even though we've not kind of established how these hive cities move around, how many of them are, so we want to start nailing down some details. Yeah, I was even in. I was even in uh, one of the channels here and you guys were figuring out how fast these things actually have to go. And you don't even need to have a mobile hive city. It seems like you could even walk potentially on this planet and survive. Uh, that is correct. It's, it, we, I think yeah. we calculated it that uh, with some cheeky math. Um, yeah. It's 0.0429 miles per hour is the yeah. uh, rate that you will need to travel in order to stay so, geosynchronously within the globe. I really okay. like that because okay. it allows for like nomadic, more yeah. um, kind of indigenous populations as opposed to just having people who are settlers on this planet, you know? And it yeah. makes the animal populations, if they are travelers, a lot more believable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think it sort of opens up a couple of options as well because you could have it where, say, the, the city or the group it is sort of quite a. Um, it's, it's a structured thing, like, a, like you said, like a nomadic thing where you can just move a whole city and you move it 30 miles and then plonk it back down again and it stays there. And like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you sort of like, you move it in sort of segments or you could have something that is sort of very, very slowly but gradually always sort of moving at that sort of that 0.0429 miles per hour. So if you were to look at it, you'd be like, it's not moving, but it's <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, I did some designs um, a little while ago now of what I thought some Imperial Guard regiments might look like coming from this kind of one. So, like, you know, I think of 40k is always very easy. Like, we either picture the landscape of a planet or we picture the regiment, and then we can kind of build one off of the other. So yeah. in my head, I was like, well, we've got these two kind of extremes. So I think I designed the hot side. I kind of went for like uh, Hawaiian spears, like kind of indigenous Hawaiian spears, but more like bomb suits, like they were in a very volatile area. And then for the cold side, it was like Inuit kind of tribal wear with like more spears and knives based on that kind of style. And yeah, it got me thinking. Like, it leads to like really unique things where the ancestors of the people on the frozen side could have potentially been on the hot side like ages ago. So maybe there's like this ancestral respect as it kind of crosses over the world. Like, you know, I thought either it would be horrendously racist. And it'd be like, oh, I don't like you. You're, it's you're, just us versus them. You're from the house. Or there could be this kind of like, oh, well, it's cyclical. Like we've, we've frozen and they've thawed and caught fire. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I really love the world at the moment. It is very it's crazy. Like some of the details, like Juniper Wynn as well did this uh, big suggestion about how the, the wind currents would impact the temperatures across the planet. Um, huh. So it's and we've gone into that sort of level of detail now, which is I, I know much more about potential wind patterns on extraterrestrial planets than ever. Need to, uh, as a do do you know about wind pl patterns on Earth, or you know? No, no, you, no clue. No. Yeah, so you, uh, just you really specialized in, in it. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I really make sure that my knowledge is just completely useless in a, in a normal day. The one thing I don't want is someone, uh, like. 
ask it how big the sun is or how much sun <laughs> someone's moved. So we oh were, my we god. The minutia. <laughs> Um, but yeah so it kind of has led to a really unique kind of landscape obviously bob's mentioned Mm -hmm. hot one side called the other and then in the middle like we imagined the wind had kind of blown valleys and mountain ranges like almost going into the core of the crust like as it arrived over time so Mm -hmm. we got a couple okay can you can could you describe that to me again? So there was valleys that were kind of windswept and like torn into yeah, the so, crust. Of- so, also, so yeah, like, yeah. If you, if you I'm, think I'm there's a wind to- that's like constantly spinning around where the equator is, um, yeah. which also means that the equator, although the, the winds are crazy high, the temperature is actually slightly more moderate than elsewhere um, mm. because it's just zipping around due to the hot okay. and cold difference. Um, there's, a, there's a really good weather pattern uh, yeah. um, in the old locked ideas yeah. section. Bob's actually um, made a scientific weather gif to show okay. exactly the flow of the weather yeah. on our Okay, so so now that I'm looking at that picture, there's the black line in the center. Is that the cavern, essentially? Yeah. Is like, it, does it kind of... It's more, okay. it's more like a valley. Think of the Great Grand Canyon, but also yeah, yeah, yeah. so much grander. You know? And it like wraps the the entire planet essentially in a ring. Almost okay, like very cool. Because it's been whipped yeah. so much and eroded by, mm-hmm. the, you know. So we've got all of these other uh, things to contend. With. This is a. Uh... This is like peaking something in my mind. You guys were talking about the hot and the cold side, kind of like this kind of brings something like the north and the south side of the ravine, because probably these cities cannot cross this mile long windswept regime right so yeah. yeah that that's something else to consider while we're developing these cities yeah unless we design something which can potentially yeah and that's the other thing yeah so that kind of so it... us... yeah yeah <laughs> right so the other day whilst i had some free time as i'm known to have fairly often i drew down some boxes and put <laughs> different forms of locomotion on, uh, as you can see on my whiteboard. Behind me. Very nice. Very nice. I've come up with five all by myself. Thank wow! And those five. Well done, you, man. Well done. <laughs> I'm sure no one helped you. Fortunately, I couldn't turn and hold the pen at the same time, so five was up to. Um, but yeah, so I've basically decided there are a couple of different locomotion techniques. We've got wheels, tracks, legs, slash walker, grav attract, or grav repel. And the last last two were a little bit unique, so I will explain a little bit. So I'm thinking with such a diverse kind of land landscape as we're dealing with i imagine that you know metals would be everywhere if you span a compass on this bad boy it would not enjoy things like you know just metals constantly shifting and moving so what if the ships had some sort of either anti-graph so they just hovered slightly above and still, like, crashed and dipped <laughs> that they could kind of move it. Or, yeah. 
what if they were attract like attracted so they're basically on the floor and then you can like flip on a switch like an electromagnet and just drag oh. this thing to the next point like it just turns, turns on it's like as it crashes, crashes through the land mass that would be like a ship sailing yeah. through the land that's why yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's going yeah. prow and maybe like as it cuts through say the ice yeah it's off into the side and maybe this hive city you know melt size sells fresh water to the other hives like and it uses the city as part so i think that's the thing like okay these cities have to have a use i think yeah because mm -hmm. like, there's no reason for them being there so i figure like yeah war is important and it's going to be something that has to be got food you know and then something that makes them worth keeping for the imperium yeah. You know, and or maybe they're so far out of the way that the Imperium's like, you know what, fuck it, and crack on the yeah, yeah. I yeah. I do have uh, two more types of uh, locomotion we can add. I would love to see you draw on. So the first type, hold up. Yeah, yeah. So the first one I'm thinking is a rail or track type system that, you know, they've designed, they've chosen the best track along the entire planet. And, you know, it's a wealthy hive city. So they have this whole track monitored and, you know, um, yeah, rails. I love that. I'm going to put a little square in the center yeah. of this one, designating a rail. Mm -hmm. And my second idea for movement is a actual literal boat. Um, there must be rivers that melt and flow. Like with, I imagine the frozen side of the planet. It must have huge glacial like stuff that you know melt and then change landscape, flood different areas. So you could have, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it has one. a like a moving ice cap, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the, the, the central ravine around the equator, in theory, there'd at least be one spot that would be filled with water. Um, yeah. So the high city could literally just sit in that, and as the water just floats around the planet, it just goes with the water. Why, as did, it, why did the last one have to be the worst fucking bitch here? This looks so stupid. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I can't wait to see what you draw on here. Boat. <laughs> I have one more. Form of locomotion. Ooh. I'd love to draw more live because that's really, um, really good for me. How many of you guys have seen the uh, Ghibli film Laputa? Or now I can't remember the name. Classic Castle in the Sky. Oh, the Castle in the Sky. Yes. Yeah. 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 So like a floating city because there would be a wind current. Yeah. Floating, floating on like air balloons and stuff. I love the idea of like massive balloons or huge fans that are like a, the mm. fan is a kilometer wide. You know, yeah. just like sky, pushing itself up. Sky captains. Maybe that's where like yeah. the richer people live. Like, yeah, get up to the sky. But not just grab though, you know, where you're just off the ground, but people who are actually in the air. Yeah, mm. like with all those warm weather patterns, like with the wind, you must be able to catch nice currents. Right. To yeah, just yeah, sure. A gliding city. Like, yeah. I can just see it like a pinwheel, like the outside of a pinwheel, and it's just like slowly woo, woo, mm. woo, riding all the yeah, cool. air currents, and then like 
you travel a little bit south to the colder and dip down and I love it. I love it. So we've got um we've got like eight. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's to pick from. Maybe okay, so we know that we've got plenty of ideas for locomotion. Should we start thinking about what our city in particular like is gonna be? And then we can kind of decide yeah. what fits it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We find what the city wants to do. Now we'll design the city to do it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, my first idea kind of straight off my head was revolving around war because made, I've made this little uh, diorama piece recently which focuses around war purification in like Necromunda and I was like, actually, hmm, quite a good, like quite a cool thing to see how people would be trading stuff like water, maybe cleaner water is better, more yeah. expensive than ship water, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had this... Or, or like all the all the water on the planet could also be salt water or so mineral yeah. rich that you actually have to purify it in order to drink it. Or it's just like... You know, makes sense. Unattainable. Yeah. Like, because you, yeah. you can just climb down from a massive, yeah. like, hive city and just, like, smash ice and go and drink it so i was thinking about well you, I, like even if you smash the ice it could still be full of just mineral shit oh, yeah. so or disease yeah, or like, disease yeah or, or, yeah because this ice is frozen for like a hundred years and then it melts and it used, oh, yeah. it used to be like magma underneath it could be full of <laughs> metal filings and shit you don't like all of these creatures these weird ass creatures like you know the electric other hive cities that didn't make it oh, Ooh, girl i'm not even talking here about the, the fauna and flora that sort of already been <laughs> discussed for this planet that it actively wants to kill you whilst you're doing all this as well so it's uh... <laughs> exactly so yeah um, is this world classified as like a what is it classified as i believe we're just going as hive world i thought it was hive. Oh, okay yeah. oh okay so but, would it have a second classification like a dead world or like a death world or I'm sort of, I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. It's not locked in yet, but I'm sort of leaning towards Death World. Um, like the ideas yeah, that we got for Flora and Fauna were so good, and these are all, everything matched. Um, so yeah. we're trying to sort of find a place for all of them. But some of the, yeah, some of the, the, the animals that have been suggested for this world are uh, pretty nasty, I've got well, to say. Even, yeah, even just the nature of the world itself. It's <laughs> <Yeah, that's laughs> a very hard, inhospitable yeah. world, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe back in the lore somewhere, it could have even been like, you know, this was specifically picked by a regimental commander who was like, I want my guard to ch- like to train in the most hostile environment possible, just populated and with regiments, mm-hmm. and then like got forgot about it over time. You know. There's a gang idea along those lines, you know, using scouts, um, Space Marine scouts. Mm, yes. It's been suggested. Space mm. Marines sent to our little old planet. What did you see? Let's hope it's not the Carcharodons because, oh, oh red tide, baby. Standard. I'm sure the world that we're going to make could withstand it. But yeah. Like, <laughs> my, what? 
Sorry. I would love to do one. I really liked your resource gathering idea, whether it's water or a mineral or mm. an animal or whatever, or even if it's a resource gathering of people like stragglers or chasing Ooh, other yeah. hive cities, like conscribing well, other ones or anything. But I do like the idea of a resource gatherer. For sure. So what kind of things do we think are important? I would imagine minerals are going to be particularly important on this planet. And fuel. Yeah. Fuel. So, fuel. Food. Yeah. Like, food and water are the two most important things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then after that, I'd say probably fuel would be the, the next thing, because those are the three things you need for your hive city to yeah. remain alive. And then, like what you said, people, folk, we need, uh, people, yeah. we need bodies, we need bodies, you gotta, you know. Some well, you, have to, <laughs> you have to feed your people somehow, and you do it with the bodies of other people. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Of course. Starch. You the city, and then you rebuild the city with the bodies. It's a gingerbread city. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm closing this Oh my god. So we're done. <laughs> Thank you, and welcome to Ginger High. This has been Matt. Um, um, yeah, so we've got food, water, fuel, people, minerals, like, materials. So I yeah, I think all Hive Cities are going to have to have, be able to gather them at least a little bit on their own. Because they have to be at least mostly self-sustainable. But I like the idea... Stuff. Yeah, but I like the idea of one city that is just so good at maybe gathering water that, uh, you know, it constantly is selling its excess to other things. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe, like, on the hot side, it's, like, just scraping the condensation off of the lowermost kind of... Depth. You got a couple moisture farmers, you know? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Like, just go... Moist. Everything's dripping and humid and rust is flaking off into the air and stuff. Okay. So, how are we feeling, guys? Are we feeling hot or cold? See, I could go either way. I could go either way. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of thinking somewhere between the boat and the, uh, the, the grav uh, tractor. Yeah, uh, moving towards tractor. The, like moving towards the cold side and sort of just slipping, just, just where at that point where it's still ice, but it's just starting to melt, and it's there just grinding through this wall of ice. Yeah. And then, just, and then like, yeah, and it's, like, designed so it's not quite a plow. It's, like, a split yeah. plow like that. So it's, like, yeah. dragging all this ice into it. Coyote catcher with tubes kind of on the side where it just, like... Or like these big grinders, and it's just yeah. churning and this ice up and filtering it through into the city. And it's probably a huge fucking city too, I would imagine. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, are we talking like, are we talking, we doing like a full billion population type city, like a massive sprawling thing? Well, that's the thing. I would. Think it's a hive city, right? Each yeah, like, yeah. so this, this plow on the front has to just be this massive, oh, crazy, like, huge. Awesome. Okay, Wait, so I'm just picturing. And we're using the magnets to pull this thing just careening towards stuff, yeah? Like, switched on, boom, straight in there. Yeah. Pulls up all this ice, so it, <laughs> it could be, like, basically a big old boat with a fortress yeah. on top kind of thing. Almost, like, that kind of idea. I would imagine this is one of the bigger Hive Cities. 
Because I would think I'd say so. And um, I think we water would cause them to be quite profitable, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. You need a lot of space to store this water and ice mm -hmm. as well. So you probably have just massive, massive tubs or um, like subsections of the city that are entirely flooded as you're holding onto this stuff. What do you think about, so instead of storing it, so when this thing is getting drugged through the dirt, it must create this massive trench behind it, which yeah, yeah. then could potentially become a river where like, so instead of holding all this water, they ha they create this like river that then you know the water drains from it for twenty miles or whatever. But they monitor this river and they have soldiers on it. So, mm. but like you all, yeah, I like you that. can also yeah, that, well, that could yeah, be that's cool. Thing, like a fucking like straight out there. You yeah. have to collect as yeah. much as you can before it freezes over. Yeah, and it could be part of their resource collection for food because they create this river and then they can create farms along the side of it and they have just like a little bit of food as well then. we were talking about um there was a suggestion by a very creative member of the community about f like fish that kind of live yeah mm. and it could just sure. the ice fish him through and just like whip out as many of these fish as they can <laughs> like, <laughs> like aiming directly for a shoal cool. of these like this massive shoal of like dormant fish and trying to like switch on catch up maybe the electromagnetic pulse like throws off the fish as well like and that's a part of the hunting tactic that they just find <laughs> by accident you know because it really comes out with that like like mm. it's a very sailor mentality and i think yeah for sure i think we could almost focus on that and that would be quite a nice spin like got a lot of the guys are like tattooed up with like blue ink style like shit and it's mm. very much like people almost follow the the water and the fishes is a cult and <laughs> like I, I could get behind that. It is the life, the lifeblood of the planet, after all. Yeah, you know, yeah. I could definitely see a cult springing up after this. Oh my god, yeah! And like, as you're like cutting through, all of the ice starts to form into weird shapes behind you, like as is <laughs> So you see like crystal demons, and that's where all of the mythology comes from. Maybe mm. this whole thing. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, my my jets are relevant. Anyone got any cool ideas? Because I got loads of stuff that I want to talk about now. So is this following on the rotation? I'd say that this would be somewhere between the, the obviously between the cold and the hot side, but almost um, chasing the cold. So the cold's moving this way across the planet, and it's behind it. Mm. Yeah, you, I think. Yeah. yeah. If you want the water behind it to not immediately freeze, then yeah, yeah. that would have to be. Yeah, that the way hot side is chasing it, technically. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasing the cold. So it's got its nose pointed constantly towards the coldest section of the planet. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And that's the beautiful thing about how this planet sort of panned out as well, because then you have the opposite side of the planet, where it's the other way around, where it's the cold chasing you. So then you could have a city that is almost the complete opposite mm. on the flip side of it. Um, they just throw it out there. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, spark some spark some ideas for the old ideas and plans.
<laughs> yeah. Man, I'm just picturing this thing get dragged and it's just ripping up all these minerals behind it and just, you know, the Hive City is just constantly working behind it, mining all the minerals, growing these crops in this weird little river they've made. Like, it's such a cool image in my mind so far. Mm. It just says torn up earth and how raw it is almost thinking like um like a crabbing boat like imagine so it's like a city but it's longer kind of yeah, into oh. you've got this prow on the front that's digging through stuff and then like so like, you don't know great a combine yeah a combine, oh. like, stretches out long yeah like I almost can see it like that too, so like it's not leaving just a furrow behind it. It's churning up maybe like three kilometers. Yeah. Like or even yeah. way longer, way more than that. But it's turning up a huge portion of like earth behind it. Yeah. And it has different ones. Some dig like deep into the ground and turn yeah. up minerals. Others are just for tilling the soil and yeah. like you got all these different types, yeah. And they're con like they switch out the pieces on the head if they need to or whatever. And yeah, yeah. Like, could, yeah. By the time you make one rotation, everything is fucked. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Salt water eroded, wind eroded because it's so close <laughs> to everything. Like it's this constant battle of like almost like laying train tracks in the old west. Like you know. <clears> yeah, time, yeah. But by the time you've gone back to the start, it's rusted and eroded away, and the wood's not there. Like this constant, yeah, depression and like, and I don't know, like all this waste that they're leaving behind, like almost like they're churning like the salt and kind of everything going behind. So I really like this. I think this is a really good. Me idea. too. Okay. Yeah, like I'm fully on board so far. So we've got this kind of basis for we pretty much designed what we want our kind of city to be, kind of how it looks, and why is important. So where do you guys want to move on to next? I I've got ideas about maybe the higher ups because I think every yeah city, who's in charge every city yeah yeah for sure corrupt asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Let's name him. The Maticus government. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to be naming the Lord Governor after my dear friend Bob, I think. Because that is so very much work. Um, but no. Um, okay. I, was, I think that was an idea that came up in the chat, which was like the rulers of these planets are like the drivers, the driving force, like the pilots. They're like the captains. Oh, yeah, no, this, so this idea, I think you, this is the one you're talking about, is that um, one of the ideas for one of the gangs is this sort of quite a, uh, a high up. Yeah, go on, go on, no, keep going. I, my, I think the idea was from me, and if someone's bogarted my idea, then more shame to them. But my idea, and it was all for those <laughs> were all of the ideas in this project. What? Like, what about these, like, families that just have been, like, they're just wired into the walls, and, like, you get mm. uppermost, and, like, the main kind of lord of the city is just, like, grotesquely wired in. He chooses, like, I don't know, two close children, and, like, I don't know, maybe if you're, you always have to have three children, and the last one inherits your line. 
but the other two are like wired in there with you after like some of my <laughs> I don't know, something but oh, that's, that's, that's grimdark man synthesis <laughs> between the machines so like the same yeah actually when the governors are pissed off is the machines like blaring I... each other I like the idea of incorporating like the biological into the machine. Um, mm. There's something like really cool about thinking of these machines that are it's imp they're impossible to understand. They're so ancient and huge, and they could never work on their own. And that's why they require like uh, a human or a biological touch in order to actually like put all their pieces into motion. It's, yeah. It kind of looks, it sounds to me like a, how a Titan interacts with its pilot. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that melding of, like, machine and person together to work this massive... Like, and each mind is sort of required to, to uh, almost focus on a specific part of the city because it's so massive... Like maybe the head of the city is deciding he's focused purely on which direction are we going, on which trajectory are we following, what path. All and you've got one like speed forward, back, or whatever. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of left, a little bit of right, and you've got one who's thinking, right, how much are we churning these these grinders that are just maybe is even like it comes down to a point where it's like the males like is all about propagation and breeding, and like you need as many males as you can because. The ship is so long, you have to almost put in relay points. And it mm -hmm. leads to this culture of women running the day-to-day -day and almost taking on this administrative role. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble mm -hmm. now anyway, just for talking. But almost taking on like, <laughs> this administrative Keep the women in the offices. I'm That's what we've always said I'm, on our hive city. I'm not a secretary. <laughs> Governing authoritarian role, and then men are like just wired into these machines. They're like bred to be engineers, like crewmen, like basically like slave slave labor, even exactly like they see the value in like the ability to constantly like regrow their population and like if you hook a woman or the female into the machine it like stops their ability to reproduce so you say no yeah so you the men okay. like, sacrifice here you and can't have a bigger family to be able to sacrifice more sons and that's this could just be for this particular hive city because mm, yeah, for sure. i think it's very different from hive city to hive city yeah yeah, yeah. And I love like the idea of as we've got this almost boaty McBoat faced pirate Ivy <laughs> McHive face kind of pirate stag. Um I'd lo I'd love the idea of like the command deck almost being at the front of the prow, maybe mm. the visage of the original finder of the heist. Like a figurehead. A figurehead. Oh, I like that. That's... Like crossed, yeah, arms, that's... crossed arms across the kind of prow and like just you see the artwork and it's just like tearing through ice as this like thing just like rides through the waste it's like have yeah. any, has anyone ever read live ship traders no i haven't no oh my god <laughs> the idea is that the the wooden ship is alive and the figurehead actually is a person and they come out of wood and they can like move their body but they're still stuck in there yeah. but they are the one you know 
in front of the ship, advancing it forward. It could even be that this figurehead is like one of the founders, and he's still alive after all this just, time. Just like wired into the eye or something, or yeah, yeah you know, like something. And his body has been like recast in like yeah. metal or something. Just like just <laughs> he's left behind his genetic material, so his line can propagate. Like maybe it is just a artificial insemination. You know, like by the time you're mm -hmm. old enough to. Like, you're not thinking about girls, it's just like, you're trained on, like, utilities, monitoring vitals, like, monitoring water supply, monitoring, like, in, because the whole hive ship could be, like, the interior of a submarine, like, at his most... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm picturing on the inside, just, like, dark, like, dark and dingy and wet and horrible. over, like, civilians who, like, are hunched over years of, like, just with real, like almost golem-like kind of, like, paleness at the bottom decks, where it's just like... Hold on. What about all those people that live outside the ship following behind it? Are they those are, those are slave like population, that? though. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Even, even the middle decks, you know, like... Middle decks, yeah. Like, as we're going up, like, it could really be, like, the people on the bottom decks are just, you know, strong. These abhumans. Yeah, because we've got yeah, to, yeah, yeah. We've got to rethink one underhive would be, and you got to think like if this is like so. Say this is the prow of our ship. Can you see? <laughs> I can imagine. See, this is the prow of our ship. <laughs> it's a triangle. Shut up, Bob. And we've got a line. I'm meant to be an artist. People know me. Is that a Jesus fish? Shut up. No, it's meant to be a burger. A burger is easy to draw. Um, but this, this whole bottom section under is always submerged in ice. So, like, you got to think underneath it. Unless they're wasting, you know, maybe they're heat, heat in the exterior to help them slide through the fucking... Ooh, body. that's good. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the yeah, yeah, exhaust yeah. vents are pointing, instead of pointing up into the sky, wasting all of the... Uh, like, just pointed downwards towards the sides, like, you know, like, kind of blowing through, like... Just polluting that water a little oh, bit yeah. more. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all of these guys. It gives it a nice taste. All of the guys behind <laughs> it, it would look like they were walking out of, like, a pyroclastic flow of a volcano, you know, where it's just, yeah. like, they're collecting water and fish, but as they are, like, all of the soot and, like, steam and grossness is just like flying behind them and they look like coal miners <laughs> apart from when they put their hands in the water take out a fish and then it turns dark again like ah uh, real grand i like it i i really like this man i really like this so far so okay so we've got a i got a talk i got a question on like uh just hierarchy and command structure so does the mechanicum have any presence in this like obviously they must have tech adepts and stuff they, running some stuff but do they have any actual say they've got it right i'm thinking well, yeah, yeah i mean it's you, the obviously, yeah the, the, well, the, a lot of the game suggestions more... have been around sort of like have, have got sort of a mechanicum feel to it so I, yeah I, I think that we are gonna have to have some kind of 
I yeah, like the question to me power. is like, how much power does the Mechanicum have on it? Not a question if they're there, but do they mm. have any actual say in where the ship is going, what the citizens are doing, or are they just doing what they do, Mechanicum style? I would say any Mechanicum presence there would be purely research-driven. Okay. That gives them enough power to be there, but not enough power to be an authority authoritarian kind of force because if this yeah. is old tech like you can imagine like the lord of this city is basically yeah well if you plug in something and fuck up the whole hive like if the hive goes dark it never switches back on again i would imagine yeah because it's so extreme imagine yeah if, imagine if our ship stopped going just froze over in the middle of like this kind of thing and like you could have tales of like smaller dead hive cities that didn't amalgam amalgamate like quick enough to be able to kind of withstand this. But I I think they would they would definitely show interest if okay. if if it was touched by the Imperium. And we've not really stated how how touched it is by the Imperium. Because mm. like yeah. obviously we're expecting this place to be able to get away with a lot of shenanigans. Like, yeah. You know? But still yeah. have imperial traffic coming through it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Have a tithe going out that is worthwhile. Like I imagine Necromunda does. You know, I would imagine they get their tithe of gangers or people. So one way we can justify this is kind of like, you know, unique specialists could effectively come from this planet. Like you could even have an entire hive city, I think, run by the Mechanicum. Oh, it, but, I, I definitely yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer that, it. that's like one of the main trading hubs. So like all these other hive cities will mine and mine all they want. But then that's who they actually sell it to the Mechanicum hive. And they yeah. get their resources back are repairs on their ship, you know? Yeah. Or maybe yeah. it's just like they will repair ships. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is heresy to kind of touch these things, and they're an intermediary, like intermediary for these mass because each of these hives must have so much power and effectively like well for our one in particular is being ruled by one family so say like so there has to be a way of kind of getting all of these hives to be able to communicate together and maybe there was like mass feudal war until the mechanicum came and were able to like mm. kind of maybe they run a massive radio post of a city you know, and it just it helps deal with interference and allows communication because there'll be so much weather interference on this planet. How are they talking to each other? You know, mm. but uh. I could see something like that being quite useful. Like you know, they make expeditions across the valley and they send out like mm. archaeocopters and stuff. Like, and you know, maybe there's something at the bottom of the valley. You know, where people can't get mm. into. Maybe it's what the Tyranids are running from. 
<laughs> My God. Ah. ah. <laughs> but yeah. Like, I think there's like a bunch of kind of things that we can like dip into. And I think that's the thing. Kind of yeah. incorporate. There's always a way to incorporate these bigger factions. I just think people sure. need to like kind of instead of it being like you yeah. Know, this is in the path lane of a Drukari fucking raiding planet. It, it can be like, well, no, raiders come here to test. You know, this is a wonderful place for Drukari to go because they can kill two extremes of humans at the same time. Like, yeah, and it's not really Imperial defended. It, it's a yeah, perfect raiding right. world. So, yeah, you know, like, sure. Ty can go there and like study fucking, well, they don't go anywhere. So, Fish. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, find new fish to look like. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this fish you kind of mentioned, did somebody actually write out lore and everything for this ice fish, or are we kind of just building off a one line? So someone did write some lore for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, this is so, 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 so pretty decent. Okay. It looks it looks kind of like this. Um, so it looks. Oh my god! Uh, oh, a coelacanth. Yes, of course. Um, um, of course, Eric. Yes, the the, the mighty coelacanth. Yes. They're my favorite fish. So are they like literally swimming through the ice, like the actual ice chomping their way through? Well, or are they, like, there's like... Bob's thinking about the wrong one. Because I was thinking about the Quiverit. Oh, that's mine. That's that's Eric's idea. Eric, would you like that's to explain my idea a little bit? Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a fish, man. I'm sorry. It's, kind of a it's a crustacean. It's what not even slightly fish-like. It's a worm. Why did I draw it as a fish? It has a shark head, sure, but it's a worm. Oh, okay. And and they they eat their way through the ice and stuff. They burrow through ice. Yeah, very cool. Okay. Like we were talking about, and it's like almost electric plates. Like every scale has almost a relay contactor kind of system, mm. so they can just yeah. like close it. They generate huge like things of electricity too. Like <laughs> yeah. a massive like discharge of static or like a massive charge, and then basically like it heats up their body so much that they just slip through ice. You know, <laughs> super heated. Nice. Cool. So yeah, we we were talking about like ideas like that, like you know, they yeah. be in mass shoals. You know? Yeah, that would definitely be one that is ahead of the ship because yeah, they yeah, yeah. want really solid ice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To like work their way and build their dens or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. the fish that Bob is talking about, I don't think they actually would go through ice, would they? No. So these ones would go in there if if we refer back to the weather pattern chart. It's yeah. the sort of lighter blue where these would uh, where these would sort of like swim up out and uh, but they sort of eat. Yeah, you get the bottom jaw going like that. They sort of eat um, all the minerals and stuff, and then they reproduce it into their skin. Okay, did you specifically cool. go out and buy this toy? Is that what's happened here? Did you go out and buy No, I found it. Like, of course I specifically bought this. I love it. Um, I'm only I, disappointed that you haven't put paint on it yet yourself. I but other yeah, than that... I mean, I actually bought it for my deep sea nurgle army. I'm, I'm going to say yeah. it right now. That's, that's like that's what it is. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So so yeah. So we've kind of got like a good little chunk here. I I love this fisherman vibe that we're yeah yeah here. yeah captain sea captain. Is there any yeah. more cool stuff um, that we can like? Matt, oh, sorry, Mark. 
Yeah, so on, on the vibe of the fisherman vibe, so like I just picture like wooden docks being built behind it because they're easy to build and easy to disassemble. And then you really get like that dock worker. You can have fish nets, like in kind of the whole pier. Oh, um, little, yeah. little boats yeah. going out behind it. But yeah, it's just made of wood. So then, you know, they quickly disassemble and reassemble it always. And yeah. it's not a huge res- resource constraint. And it's always sort of foggy because of the fumes from the from the main ship as well. So it's yeah. kind of got that sort of dark, yeah. foggy, steamy <laughs> port. I love that. Maybe instead yeah, of like that. they're building an eye of like compressed fucking people or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. Oh my god! I'm People. It's compressed bone. That has to be it. Soylent wood is people. Um, no, yeah. Seriously though, why? Sh- it should be made out of compressed bone. That's yeah. the fucking sweetest shit ever. You know what? I mean? You could like leave it cold. They make. They like cold compact it. Like they grind it and leave it <laughs> in the underdecks, and it just like cold compact some way, and then it's just like bone planks being draped out, like a huge. Grotesque bone plank. Holy fuck! That's so cool. Maybe like some. So so someone's someone's fishing and they're like, "Grandma, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, is that your grandma's wedding wing or whatever?" (laughs) A tattoo. (laughs) Just oh no, no. Fuck. Also on the pirate theme. Obviously, we know this is quite close to the wind zone. It would probably mm-hmm. be buffeted in quite ways. What about if it had massive sheets of metal, almost <laughs> sail-looking, that helped uh-huh. reflect the wind away from the most vital parts of the city? So it's nothing. To okay. do, it's nothing to do with being a sail. Just happens. What about? Yeah. What about instead of that, do solar sails? So they just have these massive solar panel sails. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because how we're really sense too. in this electromagnetic kind of pull. I mean, yeah, 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 huge, exactly. Mm-hmm. They have these huge, massive solar sails that just collect enough energy to, yeah. Solar power seems very green. Can we make this dirtier? Well, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> though, this STC has a slight quirk in it. It kills the sun. It literally like does something crazy to the sun, and over the past a thousand years, they've noticed that they've had an impact on this sun. Like there's more sunspots, so yeah, green energy is not always green. Yeah, or maybe it is yeah. it reflecting something back to the sun, or like the sun is far. Like, how is it affecting like, the sun? I'm not a scientist. I don't know how it's pulling from it, but it's just some weird dark age technology where it gets a show. Like, okay, no, no, no. In order for this STC to work, they had to put a satellite in front of the sun that beams the energy, like, focuses it. Like, think like a magnifying glass. Mm, Okay. Mm. But, like, instead of having the magnifying glass on this planet, they put it on a satellite in front of the sun. (laughs) And that satellite is doing something to the sun, like draining it or something. So what if they thought... Of like some kind of massive, your planet, Bob. some massive. <laughs> what? What are we doing? We're moving the sun, Bob. Get with it. What if that was some kind of massive? I don't know. Almost like it's almost like wind power. 
I'm leaning towards, but like you could use wind power. That would that would make sense. Because it's on the darker side of the planet. So what I'm thinking is a sail instead of wind, (laughs) instead of canvas in between, almost like a mesh wire with kind of vibration reactive crystals. Oh, as the wind wiggly wiggly wiggles the crystals. They form a microcharge over the size of this whole scale. You're good. Yeah. But yeah. you have to have rigor crews. And the rigor crews have to go up there, climb along com- like completely electrified rails, find a tiny crystal in the net, clip and repair it. And like, the amount of static coming off is just wildly cancerous. Like it's, it's <laughs> fucking them up at all. T- like this whole static kind of discharge. Like, wh- like you hear, yeah, you hear yeah, I, say when and you get down, your heart beats funny for six get, minutes. I get yeah. a picture of these. Uh, like the mast are just these massive Tesla coil type things, and yeah. these arcs of electricity just oh, yeah. moving like yeah. inward to these poles and then going right down to whatever storage unit they yeah, are. Yeah, that's nice. And you've got like and, and, guys with the people, like, on it, they're climbing it as these arcs of electricity or whatever passing through the... They're, like, hooked yeah, and like you have to have like... Yeah, you have to have huge uh, actual humans. Like you can't do servers because like all the static obviously is just going to wreck them. So you have yeah. to send those. Like an EMP yeah. field, and they're basically working exactly like old school. Games <laughs> that they're having to use like sky hooks and like firing off old school muskets with hooks. Like, <laughs> shoots up a musket like with a hook on the end, climbs to the top of the rig end. Like okay, and, you know maybe they swing off of it at some point to attack <laughs> <laughs> maybe every now and then sing a jaunty tune <laughs> swashbuckling but swashbuckle um yeah uh, okay okay I really like that so, um so now that we have these massive sails I'm just thinking more boat stuff I need we need like a lookout perch like on top of the to- tallest yeah crow's nest that's what it's called uh, I, we need that, and we need something very cool. Why is like what does it do? Maybe this is like um, like almost century post for more members of this extended family, like they're just hmm. wi- wired in there, or like lesser households, like eyes lesser- stitched open. Yeah, or like a and lesser- they just a lesser household will be granted. Like when a household reaches a certain size, it'll be granted. Like the glory of being part of the hive scene and it basically means that the head of the family is like inputted into the central node and the rest of the family is like killed off and put all around the side of him and they yeah and then their bones are used to make wood yeah sorry guys they're all sewed into <laughs> not just the women like, but the children everyone else is like oh let's write that into the psychiatrist i'm trying to be a war writer here real fucked up like or you know like there's a certain population limit, so that's the punishment. Like, you're all there to overlook the people you failed forever. You know? Nice. Mm. So I cool. do see okay. a very, like... You okay, man? Do you want a hug? Like, 
Honestly, guys, I'm sorry I'm dealing with the little bunnies of dark attacks, okay? I didn't say soft, special bomb the builder boys. Please, why are you going to use my name? Now he feels personally attacked. I am be. Can you fix it, Bob? Can you? Can you fix it? How can you even say that when your mouth has been ripped apart and put into the wall, you know? <laughs> Guys, is it just me who thinks that would be very cool, a crow's nest, but just like, you know, we're, we're already, like, I'm not saying, like, it's all cherubs, like, you have to go to the orphanage and do some shopping. Like, <laughs> saying, like maybe a lineage that had to come to an end. It could. It's just, it's just the eyes and the brain left. That's it. It's just eyes and a brain yeah. wired in. The, the yeah. function of the crow's nest as like someone who is isolated up there forever, wired in, constantly staring out over the plains. It sounds like a punishment to me. Oh, hmm. for sure. Like, what was it back in the day, though? Like, you could say as a punishment, but treat it like a reward. You know, which I think is very grimdark. Like. If oh, like it's, a, yeah, like it's an honor. Like, one of the lower high families is getting uppity, and you're like, you know what? You've earned a place. Like, and it's just, it happens to be the next, like, sky view that's going on. Like, <clears throat> you know, I, I like something like that. Because you wouldn't do it for, like, you know, I don't know if it, any random criminal, you would want to make it good. Like, you would, because... Effectively, you would be in communion as well. Like, the leader of your house, if he is wired into the prow of the ship, he would have to be in communion with everything that's going on. You know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, upon doing some research on a crow's nest, they call it a crow's nest sometimes because they used to hold birds in there that then they would fly out to other ships, communication crows. Uh, so this is another angle we might potentially take with our crow's nest. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it could almost be like um, what the astropaths have. A choir. Oh, uh, yeah, astropathic choir in there. You know, like a choir. That could be... It has to be so high up to be able to break through the fucking all of the heat shift and the you know, the, the static of the ship, and like if it's down below, it's just gonna get interfered with. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah, 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 yeah. As it goes through, like it makes yeah. complete sense that they wouldn't be able to get anything through an electromagnetic net, basically. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think that would be my vote. They have an astropathic choir in there, which gives them another huge advantage because they can communicate with not only other hives, but also. Interplanetary, of course, which is yeah, a crazy boon, which I don't know if many Hive cities would have. No, for sure. And that would be crazy, especially for, like, even being able to reach that far out to be able to get a kind of idea of what's going past. Because effectively, yeah. we are thinking that space travel is fairly limited, I believe, Bob. It's not easy. Yes. Oh, no, because of the weather and how the planet's set up. I think the idea is it's only really the poles where the weather conditions would really sort of allow for safe coming in and out of said planet. Yeah. If this helps at all. Kind of thread in the needle kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, something else that I would like to be included on this hive ship, keeping the whole nautical theme. Um, imagine, if you will, two massive, we can just call them harpoons. 
Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Ursus Claws, Eric. Maybe call him by their like 40k. Bear name or something. <laughs> you know? I can't think of what you could possibly be referring to. <laughs> Harpoon? Yeah. I love the idea of. Um, I, I kind of had two thoughts for them. One is the very easy. Ah, it's a way for them to engage with other hive cities that maybe they want to destroy or threaten or whatever. But. I also, I don't want to take away from your whole grav thing, but I imagine these harpoons, like, getting shot into the distance, sinking into the ice, yeah. and dragging themselves forward with these harpoons well, through the ice. I'll tell you what, Maybe, like, the side harpoons are for stabilization more so than the actual pulling. Keeps sure, the city maybe, from yeah, toppling yeah. left or right. I tell you why I like the pulling. Because I was almost thinking to myself, no, so you've got this huge, like, static thing. An electromagnet, like, an electromagnet's quite a, like, sharp burst. So we're trying to get this big thing going, like, for an extended amount of time. So I would imagine, like, all of the time is building up. But it can only move, like, say, once a year, maybe, for, like, a quick burst. Or, you know, it can't do it mm. exponentially. Yeah. So, like for the whole time is like static and sparking and then they're like right we need yeah. we need to get somewhere quickly and there's a massive discharge everything goes dark in the hive city and there's like a lurch as everything like shifts forward and people know shit's going on like and then, <laughs> every time that happens like power crystal shatters so the whole hive city has to be like roused to go and repair repair the main sail all the other kind of trying to like fire and out and like dragging along, fire and out, and like all the it's only the exhaust heat that's like keeping them going and slipping through as they're constantly crunching this metal up, uh, this ice up into water. Wow. So, Speaking yeah, that's cool. That's where yeah, I'm like that. So, so are you leaning then towards basically the harpoons do the majority of the dragon, except for exceptions? Then the sails go. I mean, and gravity pulls. I do quite but like, yeah, like emergency situations where it's yeah. like it needs to. We need to move this city. We yeah. need to move it quick. There's like a crazy storm coming. Uh, we're we're changing or we're being attacked or something. Yeah. Um, um, constantly being repaired, and there's like crewmen who don't get told when it's about to fire. So you're like repairing yeah. the rust on a massive chain link, and then it fires out. Like, yeah. people are flying off the oh, fucking things. Oh, oh my god, yeah. yeah. It's like the chain comes um, back and it's like whips back on you. Like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, oh, and obviously, cats so, on the side. Well, yeah, so I was just about to talk about weapons. We have this crazy fucking EMP cannon gun thing, electromagnetic magnet thing. Do we want to turn that into a weapon or keep it solely for locomotion? I mean, I think it's... The fact that it's directional... Sorry, Eric. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to say, it's only the fact that it's directional. And the way I was thinking is, like, maybe the planet has specific not just one magnetic pole or one magnetic pole but loads of different weird wibbly lines that get to it because of all oh, the, way lines yeah because all of the metal like 
distorts this natural mag magnetic north or magnetic south kind of thing. So it's almost like you could pick when the seas are right and the sky aligns and then chart your course and put a belt on it. <laughs> And like fire it, but I w I would imagine it could be. The the way I kind of see it is you've just given the crow's nest a dual purpose, because hmm. now you can turn it into like an antenna, where like if the ship is charged one. Wait, I'm not an electrician. I don't know how magic <laughs> works, but let's say like you have like an opposing city next to you, and you just send this all this shock right from your antenna to like completely EMP and blow out everything in this other city to just make it you know, like a dead fish in the water for now you yeah. to go oh. all your other little things to go plunder it. Oh my God. You said that and like in my head, there was a dark oil painting of lightning hitting the top of a mast. And I was like, shit. We could do artwork that's the opposite. The mass spreading lightning, like cracking through the fucking dark clouds of the exhaust. And it just pierces the other ship and causes like complete electrical cat catastrophic meltdowns or whatever. <laughs> this thing yeah. is gross, man. This is yeah. so <laughs> gross. Unfortunately, know. every time that weapon is discharged, every single person in the crow's nest dies oh. because it also fucks with all of their circuitry and everything. Oh. And then yeah. it, they all need to be replaced. And, yeah, and that keeps them from using it all the time. It's like a real fucking choice. Yeah. yeah. It could even be like, is real electric, but they need like someone with at least some kind of psychic latency. Hmm. To be able to direct it at, and it is just like it's so beyond the regular hive world or to find someone like that. That these people are like so precious, like call them the crows. Like, he heard you're a crow and they're coming for you. And like, they take you, snatch you, and take you up to the top of this thing to be wired in for. Uh, if you're part of that bloodline, you get tattooed instantly at birth with a big crow on your back, oh, and you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, oh. like, you to serve the oh the city by being put up there. As you grow older, the like tattoo stretches with lightning lines of scar going through, <laughs> so you have like lightning running through. <laughs> That's a bunch of lore. Do we want to like? So, who are the guys who are actually shifting this ice and moving? <laughs> how, how much time have you guys got? By the way, we've been recording for about an hour ten. So I mean, I got more time. You know, we've we've we, done, we got we got time, man. We've done a lot we of work, time. but I think we can really put some finishing touches on this. And uh, yeah, I think yeah. we've got like. We've re we're really hitting our strive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's carry on. All right, cool. So we've got kind of, we've got an upper, and we've kind of got a middling grind. Um, what are we kind of saying? We know a couple of the jobs that are important to do. Um, Is there anything else we can think of? It doesn't have to be part like, of oh. this time. I am the captain. <laughs> well, yeah, tough. Okay, you know, got to stick with the theme now, haven't you? But I'm thinking, you know, when you talk about these abhumans, sort of like below deck, mm. like 
because we're sort of like, um, you know, we're harvesting ice and there's all this water, um, they're almost sort of like amphibious looking. So, yeah, we're talking like webbed hands, maybe <laughs> like a little bit fishy looking, like they've got like big bulbous eyes. And the more mutated ones, their back legs have actually fused together and they only, <laughs> they only dive into the deep parts of the ship in order to like repair underwater and stuff. Whoa. Yeah, these like horrible mutant mermaid looking things like Gross, slimy and like the worst possible vision of a mermaid like lying so we have seen the mermaids. We have this entire underhive population <laughs> that like doesn't ever leave the water areas of the ship. Yeah, right. And if you go down there the myth is that you'll never come back. Not because they're beautiful. The mermen will take you. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I, I'm thinking like less mermaid. I'm thinking more. Have you seen Tusk? Um, I'm thinking sort of more the walrus thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking more of this sort of these like horrible mutated like oh. they're still hands, but they're like this, but they're all <laughs> webbed and. Uh. <laughs> okay. I really like that. Gills in weird places, like forehead gills or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Everyone knows the lung is in the brain. The lung is the fastest way to the brain, just like the stomach is the fastest way to the heart. Um, yeah, so, yes. so I really like the idea of these like, under mutants. Like, what? What kind of stops them from coming up? You know, like are they culled every now and again? Well, they don't have legs, really. Yes, yeah. like, yeah, so there's much of a threat outside of the water. Yeah, kind of keeps up. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's I, sad, really, to, to watch. I feel like they're dumb. What happens when one of these fish? Goes onto the land and grabs the legs. And I know, I know that's a very weird view to have nowadays. And please, people, creationists, don't hate me. Um, creationists don't. Holy shit. Okay. All right. No, I'm quite happy that they can't get up there at the moment. Uh, um. So we've kind of got like weird mutants and stuff. I love the idea of like, like other subspecies like crap people effectively like people <laughs> people who are dying there and like half of their body is like covered in this hard chitin and like chitin 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 i have a question yes please so I know we said that there's like a population that lives on the ship and then there's a population that follows behind it fishing farming collecting whatever like what population like what percentage of the population actually lives off of this ship like i i kind of see it as you might never ever even go on the ship you know you spend your whole life mm. just farming behind yeah. the ship and you're born behind the ship and it's only because of the ship you know that you can farm and you have this bounty but only in times of you know, great stress or duress would everyone go on the ship? Or is it like you live on a ship and you work outside of it? I think I, my head, I'm, I'm feeling more that it's the, there's people that live on the ship 
and then there's people that don't and it's almost like this whole society of people have built up scavenging off the back of the ship and they don't mind that and they'll maybe trade with each other but they aren't they're part of the same community yeah like it's a symbiotic relationship but they're not they're not that's how i see it anyway just um, the ship will protect those people yeah Mm. And then right. the people farm, and then they provide they provide bodies as well. So that if you know if you need more crew, you can. Yeah. And maybe it's almost seen as an honor. It's like, oh my god, he's getting recruited onto the ship. He's gonna, you know, our son's been chosen because he's a psyker and he's going up. And he's got the crow tattoo. Maybe like families yes. work to get closer to the back of the ship. Like the back of the ship is the prime position because you get it's the safest you get all of the freshest catches as well potentially warmer because it's nearer to the original exhaust and the crew just know the best family to pick from because they're directly behind them and you've got a chance Mm -hmm. for your lineage not just your like your family that's there but your entire lineage to be captured and put into this kind of like maybe you get a family name or like a moniker you know, and then you have to live up, live up to this legacy that was like set by the previous family that's now died out, but you take upon their original name, like kind of thing. That's cool. So we kind of have two separate people groups. We have the ship group people, and then the followers. Yeah, I'm like in in a Venn Venn diagram, a very small crossover. Like, right. I would say most of, yeah. the, most of the people in the ship barely know about the existence of the people outside of the ship, you know. Maybe it was like, oh, my ancestors came here from outside of the ship, like, generations yeah. ago. Like, yeah, yeah. Like described as a, as a oh, but, oh, it was awful and there was so much toil and... Like, so there's no sort of drive to go back off the ship, and then the people off the ship go, oh, it's glorious on the ship, it's a beautiful <laughs> place, yeah, land of opportunity. The mythic, like, status symbol, even though, and then you could have a more tribal thing outside, where it's like clans and stuff. And then the irony of the situation is, when you get on a ship, you realize, oh god, now I live in a gross submarine, yeah, right. and nothing is good, <laughs> and my life is evil. Shitty, you would have seen it coming. <laughs> complete outdoors to living off of the land, like effectively, yeah. like catching your own food, like building your own shit, to going into completely the opposite way, where you're given food if you work hard enough, like. And yeah, you're expected to follow all of these new rules and stuff. Mm. It's still just as bloodthirsty as the outside because now you've got like inner work, like worker, like kind of warfare going on. Maybe there's, you know. But bear in mind as well that all of this is almost in like permanent, not, not night night, but the darkest part of dusk i guess it would be and there's no there's no cycle of sun it's never going to be daylight these people sunshine so when you're farming off the ship you are literally living in a foggy smoggy dark you may be just like a glimmer of like you have uh, a sunset yeah yeah Yeah. um but maybe planet does this planet have a moon for lighting or anything like that or it would literally be like yeah 
They must speak about um, that was a potential satellite, like an additional satellite, I believe. Yeah, which is home to to some higher ups, I believe. If we need a moon for this hive city, I have that power to create a moon. <laughs> well, I don't know if you need one. <laughs> yeah, it's got a moon. Yeah, it's got a moon. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's, it's bad. Bad. Yay, big. Yeah, no. But, <laughs> but like, that's one of those things. Like, I always like mm -hmm. this perpetual darkness. Like, maybe they follow the light of, like, there's just fog lights at the back. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, once a century, the fog light goes out and people just fucking freak their shit like all it is is like a power system just to be replaced or something yeah, yeah. Like, it just needs to be replaced yeah it's like mandatory but people just lose a wild eye and like there are well it could always be like a fake sun yeah. like this spotlight and they, they use that That's for farming yeah yeah exactly yeah. and they've got this like massive spotlight and it goes off and then the mermaids come out and they crawl ah. out of the depths into the rivers and they take <laughs> or this giant dirty yellow light is their vision of the emperor and that's all their fault. They worship it. Yeah, they just worship. Like when they heard, like, "Oh, the emperor, he is the light," and they were like, "Okay, that's, that's a, a pretty light. big yeah. light. That's it must light. be the emperor. He is the light. That's cool. And that's like the only yeah. light they've ever seen, anyway. Like that's the one <laughs> point of hope. <laughs> they gradually grind their way to the front of the queue after centuries of walking on bone planks, and then." <laughs> And then and bone boats and bone boats and bone shoes. They put on their bone shoes <laughs> and they go to work. They put it up, up the bone plank and <laughs> there's only more work. There's only more work. God damn, this is good and spicy. We need a holy moly. We need a name. Like yeah. Any more minutia ideas? I think the cherry on the top of this sweet boy before we unleash it to the community, because community, we want you to feel free to add on to this as well. Yeah. Maybe get a group and just, it's always easier with a group of people just like us, but bounce some ideas together, have a good laugh, and now we've got a beautiful hive city. Hive. Um, oh, ooh, that's a weak comedy, dude. Some so, weak comedy. <laughs> so we do have like the figurehead, right? And he was the hmm. first captain of the boat. I would imagine. Is that yeah, or like was the, that Barbarius? Barbarius. <laughs> no, because I think I'm taking that. Or Bobbery. I think there needs to be an overall council, and Bob can't just be in charge of one hive city. He has to be the overall in charge. Of, uh, <laughs> that's the way that I've kind of seen this. He has to be the Lord Governor. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, that's so fine. I will immortalize him into this project. Um, I can't go wasting a beautiful hive like what we've made. <laughs> <laughs> not as, not our hive, anyways. It's sweet. So, what about a name? How about like, have we got any? Does anyone have a favorite famous ship? Uh, yeah, let me just pick from the list of famous. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't such a heathen, you would know. Me. I really like the Titanic. I, Titanic's great. Probably don't want to call it that. I like Arcus, the Arcus, or 
the Nima. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, black carcass. Something is tickling my brain. It's like uh, the folly. I like the idea of it's like you're you're following this ship Ooh. because you believe that it has this light that is the emperor and everything is great on it. But as soon as like you exit that light and you enter, you think you're like ascending or whatever, like being chosen by the godship, and you realize like the true folly of your action. Ooh. You're like, oh god, this is not what I thought it was at all. So maybe like Arcasian's folly, something, something, just a mix of words and mash them together. Yeah. If you wanted to have meaning, then I, whatever. But if you just don't care and you want something cool sounding, then go with like the Arcus or whatever. I mean, uh, the Arcus is nice. Meaning. I feel if we call anything folly, you know, if someone was like, hey, you want to go over to, um, you know, Matt's folly, <laughs> I would be like, well, am I fucking stupid? <laughs> That's well, a good point. Want to go on the death ship? It's called You're Gonna Get Fucked Over. I'm like, take my ticket, please. Um, right, okay, so. Right, so just a, after a, a cheeky little Google, there's a, there's a very. There's a very famous, uh, sort of very large sailing ship called the Flying Cloud. Um, and then you could just. High Gothic, that that bad boy, uh, which would be the the Noobum Volantum, which is Latin for Flying Cloud. So it is both nautical themed and uh, 40k themed. Noobum Volantum. What about like Ice Scraper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have like Ice Scraper. Ice Scraper. Um... I totally forgot that we can just like put words in Latin. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it oh, does that, help. Oh, so folly, folly in Latin is stulticia or stulticia. Oh, that's a real good name, anyway, because that almost sounds a little bit like Slavic, almost. Sure. Like very cold language kind of thing going on with that. What was it? Uh, it's it's stulticia. Okay. So it's S T U L T I T I A. S T U L T I T I A T I A, and that's a great podcast. In people, think yeah, it's just- <laughs> everyone listens. To me as I spell it. Okay. If you um, would like to spell that, check out our new podcast. Let's oh with Max. Let's talk Latin. Let's um, talk Latin. Um, well, guys. I think that's a great name. So Titia has got Tit in the name, which most of Can we... So what is it? What is it? Where we go? Sol, Soltitia or Solticia? Solticia. 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 Can we... The Latin for snow is Nix. Could we? Solticia Nix. Solticia. Solticia Nix. Solticia Nix. Solticia Nix. Solticia Nix. I, like I feel like I'm playing Mad Gab right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To all you listeners out there, what happens when you make a successful hive city with your friends? And I will say, guys, I feel like this has been very successful. Um, mm-hmm. 
I could chat all day with you guys. I could make all of these hive cities right now because it's so goddamn easy. Do you hear me, people? <laughs> um, so much fun, too. Yeah, man. I had a great time. Yeah, I had a blast, guys. Um, Like, I feel like we even sparked my own interest in several other animals, hive cities, like... Uh, yeah, you got my creative juices going. Oh my god, I really enjoyed it. I, I want to play on our ship. I want to... <laughs> right? Design, like a kill team board or a necromunda board, mm -hmm. which is so if, if... tight. Like, you have to move half speed because you're crawling, and there's nowhere to, like, move on the side of you. Like, And if you go too close to the side, there's the water, and the mermaids will grab you and pull you in. Yeah. Or the walruses. Are they walruses or, the walruses or mermaids? Yeah, and let's leave it to the community. Let them pick. Take the you idea. Gotta, yeah. And you got to come yeah. up with something truly offensive because let's remember the Imperium, when they come up with their names, like skinnies, uh, yeah. um, you know, scalies, scalies, flabbies. <laughs> so come up with something truly offensive for what we call these uh, walrus mermaids. Flapkin. Or something like that. Flapkin. Really like the flapkin. Blubberkins. Yeah, the blubberkin. I like it. Um, guys. Yeah, yeah blubberkin. If you've been inspired by anything you've heard today, please get onto our Necromunity chat. Um, Bob's always on there. He's willing to answer yep. all of your questions. I'm not. Yeah. Who cares? About <laughs> um, oh. no, um, we're actually looking into really getting this project going now because we've collected a bundle of information from everyone. And because we've collected a bundle of, of information, we feel comfortable to do stuff like this, which is actually building on the ideas that we have. And that is what I'd like to encourage everyone to do. If you could please have a little look through the Google Drive that we have made for people to put their locked ideas into and all of your submitted ideas, have a little look through, see if anything really takes your fancy, maybe talk to the original poster and see if they want to have a little conversation like this. But we encourage yeah. everyone. This is a community project, and it works so much better with a community of people to discuss your ideas with. As everyone, so really well said. Wow, that was so beautiful. Bob's crying over there. Uh, literally, men don't cry; they weep. As Bob weeps, I think oh, that's a perfect time to kind of wrap up. Um. Well, one hive city down. Thank you so much, guys. I loved shooting the shit with you guys and really oh, sure. into this. Maybe another topic will come up and we can do this again sometime. But yeah, next time you get your nice like next category like flora fauna hive cities. Next time I'm I'm in I'm in. Well, that's what I mean. I mean we've you know hive cities was a long time back now, but now we've got yeah. enough stuff that we can start fixing the flesh on so i imagine we'll come back to say gangs in the future or maybe flora and fauna maybe we'll do hive cities again but it all remains to be seen we'll find out next time happy hiving from me matt and all of my grim dark attacks say goodbye everyone see you later guys see you later bye peace out my friends thanks for having me and the vast EBT as we go to the depths
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.